0: Courtesy of my controlling father, Marshall and I have been living together for the last couple of years. Because of his profession, we managed to stay out of each other's way. His age and respect for my father is what kept him from giving in to my flirtatious advantages. Over the years, we've managed not to cross that line until that one slightly drunken night hello my beautiful people and welcome back to my channel and we are here for today's book which is need you by me by india carter i hope i'm saying that right because her name is spelled e-n-d-i-y-a so i believe it's india now i have read this author before but this is my first time like reviewing one of her books because the first book i read I forgot the title, but it was kinda like a supernatural kind of book that I loved. It was really good because I don't usually read those kind of books. Cause it was almost how do I don't wanna put it? Like the guy he looked human and he acted like a human, but come to find out he wasn't really human. It was so good. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find the book and then I'll put it in the bio under the link for this book that we're talking about today so you should definitely go check that out um okay so let's hop right into the book and i'll be gushing over another book when i'm here to talk about this book this book funny enough now i had started this book before and then i stopped and i took it out of my library and then i recently put it back in because I read a different book by Indy. I know it's a lot, but I think uh what is it called? Tempted by Danger. That's the book that I read before this one. And then I saw this one. I said, "Okay, let me give this another try because it's a book about the church and I don't if this is your first time listening to me, I, I feel ways, deep ways about the church. So it's not because India's writing was bad. It was my own personal, like, not another church story. But I'm so glad that I put it back in my library and, you know, started reading it again. So we have Jamie Winford. She is a 25 year old young lady who is a preacher's kid and she does not get along with her parents her father who is the pastor and her mother who is the first lady because they're all about appearances and appearing one way to the public while really not giving a fuck about her and she has a best friend Naya who they're really close and I guess you can say Naya influences her to make all the bad or worst decisions Um, But Jamie loves her because she's like, you know, when all this stuff has been going on in my life, Naya has been there and she has had my back. Now, um, she also had another friend at one point, I should say, um, when she was 14. What was her name? Amy, I believe. Or Amy? i should really be more prepared, but i forgot but anyway like the child's name doesn't really matter but they were friends at one point but because amika so sorry amika was um like she was controlled by her mother and she wanted to be just like her mother as far as being in the church going how a woman should act and should be so she told her mother amika told her own mother that jamie lost her virginity at 14 which by the way she did not and amika's mother told the first lady and they shipped her off to a boarding school you know without listening to her without even trying to find out if this is actually true even though jamie said it wasn't true but because she wasn't conforming to their ways and basically doing What they wanted her to do. They believed the story. And you know she felt like they just wanted to get rid of her anyway. So it really didn't make a difference. Now Jamie also has a brother and sister. Who I guess you would say are like the apple of the parent's eye. Because they do what they say. And so you know after she had went to boarding school. She came back. She still wasn't happy being up under them so she had moved to california while she was 18 she had got a acting gig but because she had to be nude in one of the scenes like her father basically used his reach to cut off her acting and she wasn't able to get any more roles so she was forced to come back home and live under his roof and basically be controlled by him all over again which is something that she hated because she was of course trying to get away from him and get away from the church so now that she's back she's not living at home but she is living with this guy named marshall who is also a deacon of the church but he also um drives trucks you know like the loads pick up a load drop it off so he's never really home so she's able to stay there you know with no problem now marshall is a 30 year old not 30 38 year old excuse me um and he has a girlfriend who feels a way about jamie staying there because you know jamie is this quote-unquote young lady who has a nice body and she walks around in short tops and short skirts and of course because his girlfriend or friend i should say because they really don't even have titles on their relationship she feels that's unbecoming um what is her name Leana. so she's always around just making sure that they don't interact with each other or try Or that Jamie doesn't try to push up on her man, even though Jamie is not even looking at him like that. Like, she acknowledges that Marshall is a good-looking man, but it's like, girl, I don't want your man. I really don't even want to be in this house, but this is the contract that my dad agreed to, so I'm here. And that was another thing. Like, when she came back from California, he made her sign a contract. She has to show up for family dinners or like whenever he wants to meet up with her, and then he'll pay for her rent, and he'll pay for her school. So she's like, you know, ain't even really been worried about him. But Marshall, he has a little drama going on with him, too. Now, when he was younger, he was woken up out of his sleep by his father saying, you know, you have to get up right now. You killed your mother. You killed your mother. And His dad had told him, like, you know, make sure you give your mom her medication. And supposedly the medication he gave her was the wrong one. And she overdosed. And so he's been holding it over Marshall's head all these years that he kept him out of jail and he helped him out. So basically he has to do whatever he said. But Liana, who, like I said, she... Calls it a friendship they're not even in a actual relationship she's been pushing to get married and he's like you know no that's not something that i want to do right now i'm not looking to get married right now and so the pastor of course he stops by his house whenever he wants to because he calls himself checking up on his daughter but then he's also trying to push him into a relationship, a relationship. Like, you know, all my other deacons are married, and, you know, it doesn't look good for you to be shacking up with Liana, which they're not shacking up because they don't live together. Like, yeah, they're having premarital sex, which, like, come on now, they're almost 40. Of course they would be. But, um, it's like they they don't even call this a relationship so i don't understand how we're getting to marriage when we're still calling this just a friendship instead of a relationship so of course this isn't leading to marriage and everybody around him is like i don't know how long y'all gonna play this game because you're almost 40 talking about you're not ready for marriage right now just say you're not ready for marriage with her which i feel like that's the case i don't care how old you are like we only gonna be in a relationship for so long before i say you know where is this going because i just can't see like marriage isn't for everybody but it's just like okay how long y'all gonna do this because if you're doing everything that a married couple does you might as well get married because there's something because i always look at it like this like okay yes you love this person y'all have a bond we'll do whatever whatever but if something happens to that person there's literally nothing you could do about it and don't have a fucked up relationship with the parents because you are literally getting pushed to the side and oh i love this person i love them so deeply but and shit you can do but hold on to memories when you could have had to say so from the very beginning like People try to throw marriage to the side as if it's not important, and it is. Like, it's not how it used to be. It's not the end-all, be-all for women specifically, but marriage is still important. But um, also, never force it. That's my thing, too, because it's just like, if when he said he didn't want to be married, and Leanna knew that she did and knew that she wanted, like, this life, this certain life, you should have been trying to find somebody else because as soon as he would have said, oh, I don't want that right now, and you know that you do, it would have been like, well, you know, we had fun, but I'm going to find somebody that actually wants this as much as I do. Um, But because she pushes for them to be married and, you know, goes and t- basically tells the pastor on him, he ends the little friendship that they have because he's like, you know, you're not going to force me into something that I already told you that I didn't want to do. And I do to appreciate you going to tell this man, like he can make me do something that I don't want to do. And then he also steps down off the deacon board Cause he's like, you know, this isn't really something that I have time for either because, um, like I said, he does the truckload. So he doesn't have time to dedicate to the church anyway. And he's also the boss. Like he's the owner the trucking company so he has workers and things like that so in the midst of all this him and Jamie, because he um he had a little time off so he was actually at home so him and jamie are talking they're getting to know a little bit more about each other and there's like a underlying sexual tension between the two and then he actually takes her like on a trip with him And they have been flirting, doing little sexual shit, like on the sly where they never actually had sex, but it got real close. So on this trip, they're getting to know each other even more, and they actually do have sex. But the messed up part is, he's still, like, seeing Layana. She even threatens him, like Layana threatens Marshall, saying, you know, I know about your mother, I know what you did, so here's what you're gonna do you're going to propose to me, you know, you're going to still be a deacon, you're going to kick that girl out of your house, although she gives him the option of still being able to see Jamie two days out of the week. She's like, you can see her Monday and Friday, those two days can never change, so if you're out of town and you can't see her those days, just too bad, you're going to have to wait. Till you-. I'm like, girl, do you hear yourself? And she really thought, like, she bossed up on him when she threatened him and he's like basically okay do what you got to do because i'm not agreeing to these stupid ass rules and he even calls his dad because when he stepped down well let me take that back his dad called him because when he stepped down for being a deacon like the pastor kind of low-key threatened him and then his dad called and threatened him as well and was like you know it's a reason why i had you set up on the deacon board and you know been looking out for you but if you step down then there's nothing i can do for you and so because he's tired of this being held over his head marshall told him, well you know what you do what you got to do because i'm tired of this. so either i'm gonna go to jail or i'm not but you basically threatening me like i'm not a man it's just gonna be what it is and um marshall's grandfather who his is his dad's father You know, he's still alive, and he goes to see him, and he's like, you know, I always felt like something wasn't right with my son, and I can't believe he's been threatening you all these years. You did not kill your mama. It's like, if, if you gave your mama them pills, it's because my son gave them pills to you to give to her, essentially, like, him being the one to kill her, but making you believe that you did it. So, with them having sex on the trip jamie becomes pregnant with twins no less so you know they're taking their relationship for real um you know they ain't worried about leona they're like girl you can do what you're gonna do let it be whatever it is um and the pastor you know tries to threaten him again like you know leave my daughter alone oh i forgot now to fuck that part at one point he did come to jamie I think it was like after they came back from the trip, like right before she found out she was pregnant. He was like, you know, I want to better our relationship. I'm so sorry for not being a real father to you over these years. I want to be better. I've been going to therapy. And, you know, that's all she's ever wanted. She really wanted an apology from both of her parents and for them to actually try to be a part of her life and love her like, a normal child and it not have to do with appearances or what the church is going to think or the Bible or anything like that. So he was tricking her for a minute. And then he invites her to a family dinner. That family dinner entailed a a journalist from People Magazine being there to interview the family. And so she realized that she was set up to come look as if they are one big happy family you know when she's never really around these people and that's what she tells the journalist she's like I don't know them they really don't know me so you know you could just write me on about the story and act like I was never here because at some point even the journalist acts like you know I don't see you in too many of the pictures that's hung up around the house it's like exactly so I don't even understand why he invited her there tried to make her come because that's going to be a thing like, okay, yeah, you have three children, but one of them is not really around or even portrayed portrayed as if she's a part of this family. So what's the deal on that? And so she leaves. And tells him like you don't know no, you really trick like I really thought you had changed and come to find out that you haven't you still doing the same bullshit you lied to me about therapy and he's like no I didn't lie I'm actually going to therapy and she's like there's no way you're going to therapy because you want to pull this no way a therapist would agree with you doing what you did to me and so she cuts him off for good um, and then that's when they try to get Marshall arrested uh, No, not Marshall. So sorry. One of Marshall's employees. Like he had had trouble in the past with selling drugs. And he was arrested again because the pastor had somebody plant drugs on his truck. So Marshall went and got his daddy and was like, you're going to bail him out of jail. You know, and we going to be done with this shit. And you're going to get the pastor to leave me alone. And you know you're gonna admit that you basically killed my mother which the dad did he did it to get the insurance money and um to be with his new wife that he has now and she was only with him for the money but he don't even have any money because he has uh i believe he has stomach cancer so all the chemotherapy and all that type of stuff was draining the money anyway so he didn't even get to enjoy it but it's like, of course, karma always comes back around. Um, but, yeah, so in the end, Marshall and Jamie get married. They have two twin girls. And, uh, well, she was going to school, which, oh, I forgot. That was another part that was, like, really fucked up. Um, at some point, the pastor stopped paying for her schooling because, you know, she broke their deal. She's like, you know, you're not going to tell me what to do. So we're just stopping all communication. So he's like, you know, oh, you don't want my money where well, you're not going to have any of my money. And he stopped paying for the school. And at some point she was crying because she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. He stopped paying for my schooling and I don't have a job. Um, You know, I don't have any money. He was basically paying for my way of life. So Marshall paid for her semester in school and was like, you know, we'll figure it out later. But it was a cute, like, I mean, it's not cute because she was mortified. But uh, Naya tried to introduce her to OnlyFans. Like, you know, you buy yourself, can't nobody, well, not can't nobody see you, but there's nobody there with you. And you're just basically performing for people. And, you know, you'll make a lot of money. So she was doing one video in the kitchen Because she was kind of big online, or she had a nice little following. So she didn't want to do it in her room where if those same people subscribe to her OnlyFans, they might see her and know that it's her. Um, So she was doing it down in the kitchen. Now, he had left to go to Leanna's house. So she's like, I know I'm going to be home alone. And if he pulls up, I can hear his car or his, uh, his truck. But he ends up coming in like real quiet anyway and catches her on the counter. So she was embarrassed. So that was like her first and last video. And after that, he wrote the check for her schooling anyway. Like, no, I'm going to help you out. Don't let that man, you know, take over your life like that. And you know, after that they got together. But that was so funny though. It was something I she had just got done too. So it's like he walking in and she had been fantasizing about him too to get herself, you know, to the end. And it's like this nigga just walks in the house like, hey yo, and it's like, ah, oh my god. I am so embarrassed. <laughs> like, please. Uh and she had left everything and you know, like she was really embarrassed. She took everything and like I mean, she left everything and ran up to her room and locked herself in but you know he like kept her phone and like cleaned her stuff up and put it by her door but he kept the phone because she like she don't talk to me and that's when like all the real flirting started and they really started getting together because it's like girl i don't you bust it open like hell yeah <laughs> you know but i never and i know it was what was that like a 13 year age gap I'm not big on age gaps like I really I don't care but I'm really not too fond of them either I guess I can take it or leave it but you really did notice that it was an age gap because to me they were kind of like one and the same they were battling their own demons but they came together to protect each other and you know they fell in love with each other and it was a really nice story so please check it out what is it need you by me by india carter and she has plenty of other books that you can read i still have to find that other book i was talking about and i'm gonna put it down below i might have to reread it and i might do an episode about it but it's it was a lot if i remember because it took me by surprise but it was good though it was really good anyway peace and blessings my beautiful people